0: Hello there. Welcome to the 41st episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Edie. And alongside me, I have my co-host and fellow Hambro, Adrian Pinter. How does it go, man? How does it go?
1: General Kenobi, it goes quite well. Thank you very much. How art thou?
0: Uh, Ah, I'm fine. I'm just fine.
1: Fine. That's unfortunate. sorry to hear that. You want to talk about it? It's bad to be fine now? I I, I mean, like, sometimes. Sometimes. I see.
0: We're living in a pandemic, Adrian. I don't know if you...
1: Uh, stop
0: bringing it up. I don't want
1: to talk about it anymore.
0: <laughs> well, then don't ask me why. I'm just fine. Okay.
1: Well, I'm just curious. I don't know. Maybe there's something else, you bozo. Well,
0: I said it was fine. I didn't say it was bad. I didn't say it was it's terrible fine. or angry or upset. Did I?
1: It's fine. I mean, fine means that. Well,
0: means how are things. you? Like, give me more. You know. You know. Tell me what your day's been
1: like. I'm well. I had a I had shawarma for dinner. Pretty filled. Oh, that's yeah, I got it at 1,001 Nights Shawarma in Kitchener, Ontario. It's really good. Isn't it's, that good? It's really good, yeah. It's uh, delicious. Got their chicken shawarma platter. With a little bit of fattouche salad. A little bit of ca- red cabbage. Some chicken mm. shawarma on top of rice with some garlic sauce and hot sauce. And a little bit of garlic potato they add. Mm. It's really good. It's really, really good. I highly recommend it. One of my favorite shawarma places in this general region. My favorite shawarma place. Is a place called G Shwarma in Guelph. It's a Syrian-owned place. It's actually Syrian refugees that came to uh, Canada about—I uh, forget the exact amount of time. They have their bio on Google. I remember reading it, but that—that—that that, that is like top-tier shawarma. I love that place. Excellent. At least that I've had. What? What? What did you eat? Oh, man, I had Swiss Chalet. It was good. Mm, do you like chalet sauce? Yeah. Yeah. Why you don't? I don't know. I uh, Like, I like it, but I don't know if I love it. I have, like, this kind of love-hate relationship, you know? I have a bit of that chalet sauce, and at first I'm like, mm. I don't know if I'm liking this. It has, like, this almost, like, slightly coffee flavor mixed with, like, gravy. Is it, I don't know. I, like I think you. But...
0: I don't know, maybe they didn't clean their dishes properly.
1: No, I've had For it you. multiple times. It always tastes like that. I just always get this, like, hint of coffee. I don't know. There's something about it. And then, uh, I don't know, but, like, I it, it's still good enough that I want to keep on eating it. So I just keep that, on dipping I, my.
0: I've never heard that before in my life. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've ever heard that. So mm-hmm. chalet sauce has a hint of coffee
1: flavor. Yeah. I don't know. It wow. it does have a hint of coffee flavor. My lover does not like chalet sauce. So if we go, huh. like if we order from there, which I mean we've only like, ordered from there like thrice, she always gets a side of gravy instead. Man, I don't know. I like the chalet sauce enough, but at the same time I don't know if I love it, but I love it enough to keep eating it. When, when I have, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird flavor. I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on it. It's unique.
0: The weirdest thing about ordering from Swiss LA lately is where would you order from Swiss LA, by the way, would you be, would the closest one for you be Guelph?
1: Um, I guess so at this point, I uh, actually, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Probably on Guelph. Like there's the, the one on Silver Creek or whatever. Woodlawn. We have ordered from the, from the app
0: on numerous occasions. And every time there's some kind of weird thing, it's not like terrible, but it's always weird. So the food's been okay, but oftentimes we order from there. And then when the order is on its way, it all of a sudden says it's been delivered. We look outside our door and it's not here. And we're like, what are you talking about? It's like the Domino's pizza tracker, except it's tracking Mm. whether the social A gets to your door. And there have been wrong. It's a chicken tracker. They're wrong. (laughs) That's correct. They've Mm. been wrong every time. Every time for the last five orders has been ridiculously wrong. The last time, not this time, but the last time, was wrong by like 10 minutes they had mm-hmm. said that it arrived and it hadn't and we called the, like the Swish a customer support line and they're like where's our chicken and they're like i don't know it says it arrived and I'm like yeah we know but that's happened twice in a row and then this time it came in like six minutes or some stupid thing we don't live that close to Swish a so it, it, there's a i don't understand what's going on they they teleported the chicken to our door today So wait, you put in the order and within six minutes, it was at your door. That's an exaggeration. 10 minutes. It was like 10 to 15 minutes maximum. It just felt very fast. Like all I did, I was just on my phone on like, I don't know. I scrolled once through Instagram and it felt like it had arrived. I didn't feel like I got lost or anything. I just got home from work. We ordered it and it was at our house and I I swear it had to have been 15 minutes.
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like the, the Swiss chalet, I know where it is in like, from your house. It's about what, like a five minute drive, give or take a bit.
0: Yeah. Like maybe a six minute drive.
1: So they must've just, so they, yeah, they must've just had that food ready. They were like making it for someone, maybe someone canceled their order. And that order came through and they just tossed it in the dish, threw it in some guy's car and he drove to your home.
0: It seemed like that. Cause again, it was, it was was as fast as it could have been possible. Was it fresh? Yeah, it was fresh as well. It's, Mm. it's puzzling is all I can say. It, it didn't make any sense because they, we didn't even check the tracker because we didn't have the time to check. We just, we turned it off and we're like, ah, oh, we'll check it. We'll get disappointed when they say that it's at our house when it's not. And then the doorbell rang and all of a sudden we we're like, who's that? We actually said, who's that? As if we hadn't ordered food just moments ago. Anyway, yeah, that's my story. So I don't it's know. Serious. They got to get there. Oh, but the weird thing about it too, is that when we initially ordered it, oh, I forgot about this part. The The chicken tracker said, it'll be here in three minutes. And we're like, that's ridiculous. But then it was extremely fast. It just wasn't three minutes. Hmm. Yeah, they said that the food was cooked and ready to go and that the driver was driving to our house and it said it was going to take like three to five minutes. And we're like, what are you talking about? How could that possibly be? And then it was very fast. It just wasn't that fast. Anyway, it's
1: wild. That was the it. software engineers at Swiss Chalet, They something is amiss. They don't know what they're doing. They have some work to do. That's for yeah. sure. They got to update that chicken tracker. Indeed.
0: Indeed. How about we reach into the mailbag for a moment here, shall we? We ask our listeners to write into us with comments, questions, and corrections by way of Twitter or by email to splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com. And longtime listener Kenneth Saddlebauer wrote into us once again, and he said, Peeps! Just a little ramble about the Jungle Cruise. While the movie is based on the ride, tonally, it will be closer to the African Queen with Catherine Hepburn, and Humphrey Bogart from the year 1951. Ignoring the fantasy elements, it's the story of a pair of strangers with conflicting personalities trying to survive on a nigh-impossible river journey. It will include humour from the ride in the form of gloriously bad puns. When shooting began, Mr. Johnson, as in Dwayne the Rock, expressed his hope that it would be the first in a series of movies. The ride is slated for refurbishment Unlike Pirates of the Caribbean, Jungle Cruise will not be getting tie-ins to the movie. For decades, skippers would joke about the boat that didn't make it. Guests will now get to see the Mekong Maiden crashed on the shore and overrun by animatronic chimpanzees and an overlaying story about the failed expedition. I believe both the movie and the ride refurbishment will create further connection to SEA the Society of Explorers and Adventures, an adventures club with roots hidden in some of the rides at Disney parks globally. For tie-ins from the Pirates of the Caribbean ride to the films, I recommend watching a 4K video from the Disneyland ride longer than Disney World. You will pick up elements that were carried over in the movies. Signed, Kenneth, and a quote here. I'm a tour guide on the Jungle Cruise ride, Skipper Dan is the name, and I'm doing 34 shows every day, and every time it's the same. Look at those hippos, they're wiggling their ears, just like they've done for the last 50 years. Now I'm laughing at my own jokes, but I'm crying inside because I'm working on the Jungle Cruise ride. Weird Al Yankovic. The song Skipper Dan from the Apocalypse album from 2011. Adrian, thoughts on Kenneth's very, I think, inside baseball of Disney World and Disneyland, it's uh, that's
1: very interesting. I don't know, that's super cool. I appreciate um, you writing in, Ken. I also want to wish Ken a very happy birthday. It was his birthday last week, yeah, and, uh, it was. Happy I birthday, wa- Ken. I want to give him a big shout out, our number one fan. Um, but yeah, that, that's super interesting. I'm it. it... It, it, I don't know. It just kind of adds like insight to to this whole film being made. I'm not even familiar with the African Queen with Catherine Hepburn and Humphrey Bogart. Is that a uh, is that a is that a movie from back in 1951 or is that a book? I imagine it's a a movie because <laughs> it's literally saying who I assume to be actors.
0: Yeah, those are actors. You've never heard of Catherine Hepburn and Humphrey? It Bogart? It rings a
1: bell. They ring. They they both ring a bell, but uh, definitely before my time. I feel like.
0: This just emphasizes our failed promise that we were supposed to watch a movie older than, like, the 1960s every month, because we clearly did
1: not do that, mm. as evidenced by the fact that
0: you don't even know who Catherine Hepburn is.
1: Yeah. I'm looking this up right now. I, I see it. It's an adventure romance no, a book. I almost, No, oh, my God. A movie. Jesus. Why would it be a book? I don't know. I don't know, Simon. It's just, I got books on the brain. Books on the what brain. What are you reading?
0: You reading anything good? I got you, didn't I?
1: You're not reading anything. I'm reading something. Hey, yeah, what's that? i your own business, man. Berserker? <laughs> yeah, the, the hit book. One issue, only one, unless there's another one out by this point. Berserker.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> he, you know... Yeah, yeah. Like I remember that guy from back in the day. I feel like, wait, did he spell
0: Yankovic wrong? It's Yankovic, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's Weird Al Yank. Yeah, it's Weird Al Yankovic, not Yankovitz. Yeah, I
0: think I even read it like this. Unless there's another do. guy named Weird Al. Maybe there's another guy named Weird Al Yankovitz. I don't think so. Like V I T Z. I don't I'd, think so.
1: No. Hmm. Let me Google it for you. Yankovitz.
0: Did you like my re- my recitation of that song?
1: Uh, no, it was really bad. Anyways, uh, David Yankovitz, he's the principal um, of De- Deloitte, U.S. Oh, mm-hmm. he's the principal? Mm-hmm. David Yankovitz is a principal at Deloitte Consulting LP and a chemical practice leader with more than 25 years of experience developing strategies and dot, dot, dot. I'm not going to open the link. I, th- I don't think that's the same one. I don't
0: know how he's... How is
1: he a principal though? I don't know. So I'm not going to look into it. I, this is a bit that's gone on far too long. We're, we're talking about this random guy. Why? Are, <laughs> you did that. You did this. It wasn't
0: me. Anyways, thanks uh, Ken for writing into us. Yeah, I'm excited for Jungle Cruise. I'm curious to see what it's going to be like. It seems like it's going to be a fun movie. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. It's what I it, think it's going to be. Yeah. It's my
1: dream to go to Disneyland slash Disney World with Ken.
0: Have you never gone to Disney World at all, or have no, you gone before?
1: You never gone. Never.
0: Wait, it's your dream to wait. It's your dream in general to go there with Ken. Like, not go there at all. If you can't go there with Ken, you don't want to go. Is that what you are saying?
1: I mean, like, I'd still like to go, but I feel like Ken would be arguably the best person to go with. Yeah, he'd be the best tour guide. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel like
0: Ken should work at Disney World or Disneyland.
1: Honestly, yeah, he'd be the best. Yeah, he would the best be. best customer employee. At Disney World slash Disneyland, Employee of the Month. But yeah, I definitely want to go. That's uh, that's on my bucket list. Going to Disney World slash Disneyland with Ken. Interesting, interesting.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Adrian,
1: what have you been watching this week? Oh, Simon, I've been watching some things. Most what are those notably, I'm gonna just do a weekly Grey's Anatomy update every week. I'll just do one. I'm now. Do on I? Se- no,
0: not really. Oh, Okay. Yeah.
1: Continue. So I'm on season eight now.
0: Whoa! You're on season eight. Yep. No way.
1: Yeah, just I, I finished season eight, episode one before hopping. Is that on. all
0: you do in your life? You just watch Grey's Anatomy now? That they're like 20 episodes in a season.
1: Yeah, honestly, like I, I i watch it multiple episodes a day. It's like honestly, like just always playing. I've been, you know, just sitting on my couch playing my switch or hanging out with my lover watching Greys. It's it's really good. However, so actually like th- there's 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 the one episode, the season six finale. I don't want to really spoil what happens, but it's genuinely phenomenal drama like i was like literally on the edge of my seat the season six like it's like the last two episodes of the season it's like a big finale it's, it goes absolutely nuts very well done it's like it's a genuinely great show i feel like gray's anatomy gets a bad rap i feel like That's a lot it. of people i feel like a people lot of people talk shit show, about man. it yeah i know people yeah, they, do. they
0: also talk shit about apple but they're at the literally at the top
1: yeah you're right you're right it's just haters hating. But anyways, like, yeah, but yeah, there's some like amazing episodes of the show. However, for all those amazing episodes, there is arguably the worst episode of television in season seven of Grace. I'm not joking. It was so bad. It's like this cringe inducing episode. So long story short, um, one of the one of the main characters isn't this is really a spoiler. You know, people get injured in the show all the time. But uh, one of the main characters gets into like a car accident. And you're like, oh, my goodness, is this character going to survive? It's this very intense episode, or at least you think it's going to be. And then all of a sudden. It's a musical. The entire episode is a fucking musical. And it's like, I'm trying to care. And like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, maybe this character is actually going to die. This is pretty messed up.
0: How how significant is
1: this character? Very significant, like one of the main characters. No way. Yes. And then the entire episode is just singing like they're just singing. And it is so cringe inducing and uncomfortable. And I feel like I feel like most of the people in the cast, they didn't even look like they were enjoying the episode. They they genuinely looked like they were hating their lives singing in this episode. And whoever wrote that episode of television, I didn't want to even look it up. I'm done. I, I was like so annoyed. Does not deserve a job in this industry ever again. It was the worst freaking episode of television I've ever, I've ever seen. It ruined an incredibly tense moment by making it this like ridiculous mute, like, like them just singing these like pop songs from, you know, like mid 2000, 2000, I guess like when the season was probably around 2011, 2012, they're just singing like radio songs that have, a little bit to do with what's going on in the episode, but not really. Like they're all not that... original songs. No, they're not original songs. Like literally not. They're just singing these songs that again, have very little to do with what is happening on screen. And it is this like unconnected mess of just like, I guess this right. These writers trying to write around these songs, but it's just, it's genuinely atrocious. It's such a bad episode. And it's one of the most cringe inducing episodes of television I've ever seen in my goddamn life. And I literally almost stopped watching. I was like, maybe I'm going to quit Grey's Anatomy because it's a goddamn episode. I don't even want to know wow. what happens to this character I just anymore. I can't believe that that doesn't make any sense that they would not
0: just write original songs. I know. I know. So weird. It, have, you ever show, have you ever seen the show uh, Cop Rock? It's, uh, it's like a show from the 1990s. I think it's, it didn't run very long. No, no, no. I've, I've never heard of it. It's only one season. It's a 53% on Run Tomatoes, but uh, some of the songs are... ...are what you might call absolute bangers. They're all original, by the way. They're all original songs. I'm going to send you a clip from it because it's just unbelievably ridiculous. And it's definitely worth listening to a couple of the songs from it because it's just... Again, it's absolutely ridiculous to have an entire season of episodes of mostly singing cops and lawyers and, uh, you know, reporters. It's just... It's unbelievable, is what it is. But it's still kind of uh, entertaining. I think the I think the show I think the song that I'm thinking of that's most that I'm going to send you is going to be called Baby Merchant. So mm. if you can find Baby Merchant from Cop Rock, for any of our uh, studious listeners out there that might want to follow along, definitely worth a listen. It's going to be on YouTube. I'm going to send it to you. Okay, it's, it's worth it. But yeah, that's original music. They actually created new songs for every single moment that they're not just throwing in radio songs wait did you say that there was a cliffhanger from the previous episode that somebody got into a car accident and then they tried to pick it up or you're saying they got into a car accident and then started singing in the same
1: episode so in the previous episode the episode ends with a car accident and then the next episode oh, starts. I see.
0: Off. okay that's yeah that's ridiculous that's the oh. worst time to do that just don't do when it's a character's life on the line don't do a musical episode it seems like that's a basic thing dude, it, it was genuinely
1: unbelievable. I was like, so like, I feel like it's, how did the executive producer allow this to happen? Like, I don't know. nobody. Like I I was sitting there watching and like audibly just saying like, how did nobody on, on the, on this Grey's Anatomy team veto this? I was like, how? I even like looked up reviews of the episode after, because I was like, I can't be the only one. I cannot be the only one. My, My girlfriend actually, my lover, she, she mentioned, she's like, oh, the, the most cringy episode of Grey's is ever coming up. Like you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when it starts. And then it like started and I was like, oh my God, is it this fucking episode? It was, but yeah, you look up reviews and it's literally just everyone tearing this episode apart. Nobody liked it. it, it nobody. I, I don't know who in their right mind could like it, that episode. I even talked to a couple of my uh, colleagues at work and I mentioned to them, I was like, man, I just watched like one of the most cringy episode of Grey's and they even you knew they're like, oh, is it the musical one? Like, yes. Yes. Like oh man, I haven't seen that episode in like ten years, but they still remember it. It's it's so bad. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah, hmm. it yeah it was like Glee Anatomy or I forget what they called it. There's someone made a funny par- a pun online and related it to Glee, but I'm not gonna look it up.
0: I see. I'm sorry to hear that.
1: So just imagine, just imagine I did a good pun. You're supposed to react like I made a good pun just now. Did you make a good pun? Where? No, I didn't. I'm saying just imagine I did.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh oh, oh wow. That was a great pun you made.
1: Yeah, <laughs> thanks, man. Anyways, what have you been watching?
0: Um, actually I've been watching Superstore. Oh. Yeah. How how's that? It's actually amazing. I actually think it's awesome. Oh, awesome. really? It's that good. Yeah, we both we both have worked in retail in the past. And so I think this is a I feel like it makes pretty interesting references to retail. And I think I don't know if I should say it's amazing because I feel like I got to temper those expectations, but I, I think it's a really good comedy and it's ending. I think this year, um, it's definitely worth a watch for, for you as an example. Cause again, the, the retail, retail background, but, um, it's, it's very interesting and it's pretty funny and there's some pretty good memorable characters in it. Uh, it's yeah, we're on already, we're on season two. Mm. Funny enough, actually to speak of like a weird episode thing, If you're watching on a Netflix, if you end up watching Superstore, season two, the first episode is not the first episode of the season. Season one ends on a cliffhanger and then season two goes into some weird side episode that doesn't make any sense. And apparently it was aired in between when season one and season two aired. Mm. And so they just threw in an extra episode. To celebrate the fourth of July or something like that? Oh no, it was to celebrate the Olympics. Anyways, it didn't it makes literally no sense. And when we watched that, I was like, I almost like this show less because they put this episode in the middle here. And it literally makes no sense. And they labeled it as episode one of season two, and it just was not. Anyways, that was very frustrating. I even sent in like a, a report to Netflix because I'm a, a weird nerd. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got back to me and said, We don't care. <laughs> oh, actually. <laughs> not really. I tried to send it in. I was trying to talk to them on the chat and they're like, okay, good. This isn't the correct place to do this. And I'm like, well, okay, well, I'm not going to spend any more time because I've already, I've already been talking to you for 15 minutes. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to leave it because it just really doesn't matter.
1: Anyway, how many episodes per season?
0: Uh, not much. It's a 30 minute episode, uh, 30 minute ep- per 30 minutes per episode. Each episode is 30 minutes. And then I think it's about 12 episodes per per season. I have to take a look. The first season was relatively short. It was uh, it was around that. Actually, let's just save time on corrections for next week. I'm going to take a look at this right now. I'm opening up the Googles, and I'm going to take a look at it right now. Yeah, it seems like, actually, I'm incorrect. The first season's relatively short, and then the next few seasons, I guess, it's kind of like that with a lot of shows. So it was almost like a trial period for the first season. And then the seasons two to five are approximately 21-22, and then the sixth season was relatively short. And the series apparently is on NBC, but I've only watched it on Netflix, so I didn't really have that perspective. Anyone who's listening to me and don't know what the heck this is about, I mean... the the title kind of says a lot about it, but it's specifically about a big box store uh, that's more similar to Walmart than anything else, I would say, approximately. But it kind of, I think it pulls all the elements of retail into into the void of this TV series. And the characters oh. are are pretty good. They're pretty interesting. It's a show run by some guy named Justin Spitzer, which who, who I've never really watched anything by. Oh, apparently he's done Scrubs as well. Oh, that's not... That's not too surprising. And he was a writer on The Office, which actually makes quite a bit of sense because it is a workplace comedy, so that's cool. Yeah, I, I recommend it. I definitely recommend it. If you work in retail, I think you'll, you'll get a kick out of it as well. But, um, yeah, it's, a, it's pretty fun. It's a pretty fun, fun show. Have you been watching anything else this week, Adrian?
1: Yeah, Simon. I, uh, I mean, I guess we can talk quick about uh, Captain America's buddies, the Falcon and, and Winter Soldier, together in a buddy cop show. Episode four, uh, for for, <laughs> for a bit. I don't know why it took so long to spit out. <gasps> yeah, Captain um, uh,
0: Captain Falcon and the winner the winner guy.
1: Yeah, that, that show. Um yeah, episode four aired. Um again, every time another episode comes out, I just I know we we sound like a broken record at this one. I just feel like this show would have done so much better to all come out at once and binge. This show consistently suffers of a big build up throughout the episode and the episode ending in like a climax. And then the next episode begins and it lost all its steam from before. And uh, yeah, know. and it
0: doesn't, I find that I've actually forgotten elements of the plot. Honestly, I, I yeah. need like a better refresher. Like I, I just feel like I just should just watch this at the end. I really do. I'd have never mm. felt this, this way about a show
1: more than this show in my life. Honestly. Yeah. It, it's, it's unfortunate. And like, again, I just don't want to risk spoilers, Because I always forget, like, just Friday morning, you know, you get on your phone, and then, like, you, like, launch Twitter, and it's like, Captain, blah, 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 and then you just, like, shut it off immediately. So, I don't know. I try to watch it before work every um, Friday morning so I can go on social media, but, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like this show really suffers from not being able to, like, consume it all at once. It's, It's a good show still. Like, it's not bad by any means. I'm enjoying it. One thing I'd say, just to
0: talk about the greatness of it, this episode, in my opinion, was the best episode of the show so
1: far. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, it's the lowest rated on Rotten Tomatoes. But uh, really? I, yeah, hmm. I, I kind of agree with you. I really liked it. Um, I think it added some interesting elements. But I just feel like it has pacing issues again. I think it wouldn't have these issues if I was able to watch it all at once. There's some, there's some like pretty funny dialogue, and I, I really like watching these characters together. But again, like I just feel like. I said this last week, it feels like so much happens, but also not enough happens every episode. And I'm just left wanting more, but not in a good way. Not like for WandaVision where I was just kind of excited to see it next week. This is almost just pissing me off after every episode. Like, God damn it. Like, cause it, it, it honestly stops every single episode at this big climactic moment. And then you start the next episode and it lost all its steam again. And, um, yeah, I feel like it really suffers from that.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's an unfortunate
1: side effect of their I
0: don't know, them trying to keep people on Disney Plus. I guess.
1: Yeah. However, uh, that that new Loki trailer that came out, did you watch it? I did.
0: It was fantastic. That I, I keep forgetting to say, like that is the show that I'm. I mean, it sounds cheesy because it's literally the next one up, but I, I I am very excited for that show, and I was excited yeah. for that after the first trailer. And this trailer just solidified my excitement.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't know why. That first trailer I thought was pretty interesting. And I was like, yeah, I'm 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 down to watch the show, but I, I wasn't very much looking forward to it. Like I'm not like like, you know, just so excited for this show. I was I was just kind of interested. But this second trailer definitely got me a little bit more hype. And it makes me a little bit more confident. I feel like I'll. I'm. I'm. I feel like it's going a little bit in like a in a better direction, and I feel like it's going to be slightly more contained stories for every episode, um, a a little bit more similar to Wandavision, I I find. So I feel like maybe that one I'm going to be okay with watching like on a week to week basis, but uh, again, that's that's just a total assumption um, based on the trailer. But I'm very excited for it. It looks really good, and uh, you know Tom Hiddleston as Loki is awesome. It's still a little bit weird that again this is. You know, Avengers Loki. He hasn't had any sort of character development since Avengers. Technically, all the character development we saw him have, it's it's not the same Loki. So I feel like they're they have some work to do to make us fall back in love with this character. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Yeah, yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um,
0: and then yeah, man, uh, you watch anything else? Oh yeah. So we talked a couple of weeks back that we wanted to watch the Oscar-nominated film "Promising Young Woman." And we both watched it, if I'm not mistaken. What did you think of it, Adrian? Um, this movie is
1: really freaking good. It's 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 very well done. Um, like we're not going to spoil anything. I honestly don't even want to talk about the premise of the movie. I went in fully blind, and I was. It took me on a trip. It took me on a wild ride that I am very glad I lit practically nothing i knew nothing about this movie realistically i i made that one write-up when i brought it up uh, however many weeks ago and i know like you know it's just about a woman that was a promising young woman and then some sort of event happened that you know set her life off track but i did not expect this movie to go in the direction it did at any point um and i really really love the story itself um most definitely Uh, Like, what did you think of the story itself? Again, without going into any detail, Um, I I did find it was unpredictable.
0: The plot was definitely unpredictable. was It was fantastic. It's it's an incredible movie. The plot is really interesting, and it doesn't take turns that you necessarily think. um, What does that mean? I guess you'll have to watch it to find out. Mm -hmm. And Emerald Fennell, like the director and writer of the movie, I mean, she kind of came out of nowhere. I guess she was a, a producer on. Uh, Killing Eve, which I think we talked about that last episode or mm-hmm. the episode before of our show. Um, but I think that she's just done an incredible job. And I feel like her vision for this film is really, it's fully realized like, all the way through. That the way mm-hmm. they do certain elements in terms of titling, and I think I know, you'll know what, I, what I'm referring to um, throughout the film, uh, like in terms of like subtitling kind of thing. I, mm-hmm. I think that that's really, really smart. The music choices are incredibly smart as well
1: hundred percent man uh the score of this movie is is something else. it really like sets the tone in, in like depending on the scene that it's in um and it's done in well e- less so the score and more so the
0: soundtrack mm-hmm. though like just the choices of music. the score is pretty good too i i I did notice
1: the score was great as well, yeah, I don't know there there's a there's actually a, a song in the score uh, that reminds me of like a video game like like actually remind me of like Final Fantasy 7 when you're in like Shinra Tower I'm going very inside baseball but it actually did remind me a lot of that oddly enough but yeah it's it's very very fantastic um the cinematography in this movie is also very very great it does a lot of these like awesome like sort of center shots where you know um you know the character will be right dead in the middle of the uh, of the camera and it. It really, I don't know, it adds to this almost uncomfortability in some point. And it does a lot of uh, interesting tricks with the camera that I, I kind of found um, when anything's almost going, maybe I'm just looking a little bit too deep into it, but when anything is you know, going slightly off track, the camera itself, um, the main character uh, that's played by Carrie Mulligan, Cassandra Thomas, uh, she almost isn't in the center of the frame anytime things are going a little bit off or things are getting kind of weird for the viewer. And I I think uh, that that's a pretty interesting thing that they do there. I don't know if I'm just, again, looking too deep into it, but that's something I kind of picked up on.
0: Yeah, that... that I guess you just mentioned it, but Carrie Mulligan's amazing in this movie. In my
1: opinion, I think she's really good. And
0: Bo Burnham is really good as well, actually.
1: Yeah. I love that Bo Burnham is in this movie. It's crazy because Bo Burnham started off as a YouTube guy, like literally just a guy on YouTube making like funny songs. Yeah. And then, you know, went to like stand up comedy. And then I feel like his like first relatively big role in a movie wasn't, wasn't huge, but it was in the big sick. We brought up the big sick a couple of weeks ago, talking about Kumail Nanjiani, maybe it was last week.
0: Uh, it was awesome, yeah.
1: Is, yeah, Bo Burnham is also in that movie, and it, I, I remember seeing that, and I was like, "Oh, this is super great!" And then he like went on to make Eighth Grade, which I absolutely adore. I think that came out what uh, I believe two years ago, two three years ago at this point. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that movie's awesome. It, he was in things before
0: that, though. He was in Parks and Recreation, and um, apparently he's in Hall Pass, and yeah, he's in other movies and TV series as a smaller part, but he
1: definitely this is a this is a pretty big role. Mm-hmm. So that's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I definitely agree. I also want to give a special shout out to uh, Laverne Cox, who uh, she's probably best known for her role in Orange is the New Black. Um, she's actually a trans woman. And yeah, she's she's really, really great in this movie and adds a lot of character um to the film and she's uh she's friends with the uh, carrie mulgan's character and I, I really like their dynamic and how they exchange words throughout the film and you know, all in all like uh, i'm a big fan of this movie i highly recommend it allison Bree's in it as well so big shout out to allison bree i love allison bree but uh I, I can't recommend this movie enough and I, again i i didn't really want to talk about the story beats because i think this movie deserves to just be watched like going blind because i was I was shocked on many levels throughout the film because I had no idea like what to expect. And um, I, I totally get why this would be nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. I don't know if it, it would be my choice at least, um, but it's definitely up there.
0: Yeah, your choice is definitely Mank, the David Fincher directed mm. movie, right? No,
1: no. Like I would choose this over Mank, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it would be my number one pick. That was, a, that was a joke. I feel like Mank is your least favorite one. Yeah, it is. Okay. I just didn't want to indulge
0: your joke apparently joking aside though i do think this is also an an oscar contender i mean it was nominated for best picture so that's shouldn't be too much of a surprise but it's um it's i think that it should potentially win best screenplay would be my if it was going to win something i think that it could honestly be like way up there in terms of contention for best screenplay Mm mm-hmm Yeah, it was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. So, again, Mm. I think it is, I don't know, I think it has a good chance of winning. Um, It's Emerald Fennell, again, because Emerald Fennell both wrote and directed the movie. She's a bit of a powerhouse, it seems like. This is, again, this is a great, this is a great film. It it really is. I just, I I think that the thing I said earlier is the best way to describe it. I feel like the vision is seen through to the end in almost every way. I just feel like it's a very complete movie. Mm-hmm. and it takes you on an emotional roller coaster and it made me angry and it made me sad and it made me like, kind of happy and kind of like there's there's some moments oh man lo- lots of emotions it's awesome it's fantastic uh,
1: yeah man i definitely agree there is a lot a lot of emotion tied to it like this movie's going to stick with me for days like days i i had trouble falling asleep last night i'll be honest with you that's what i watched it. oh wow interesting yeah yeah i know mean, it's uh I mean, again, I don't want to dive too deep into the story, but it deals with a lot of like difficult topics and deep topics, including like, you know, like sexual assault and everything like that. And
0: uh, I think it deals with them expertly, though, as well. It does. It, While also being like a sort of mystery slash thriller slash. I don't know. It's you know, like slash multiple things. I, I just. Yeah, it's uh, again, it's
1: masterfully done. It is in in every which way. Um, fun fact, not related to the movie, however, it kind of is because it's Carrie Mulligan Carrie Mulligan stars alongside Matthias Schoenaerts, which my mo- mother—it's uh, <laughs> my mom's favorite actor—in uh, one of my mom's favorite movies, Far from the Madding Crowd. Oh yeah, you're throwing yeah. in a
0: Marta Pinter reference in here. Yeah, gotta, gotta keep mm-hmm. our, you know, our audience engaged. Is that what you're trying to do? Exactly. Exactly. I respect that. I respect that
1: yeah no worries, no worries shout out to Marta. i think i yeah shout out to my mom i love you uh, um i think i actually own far from the madding crowd now that i think about it i think i bought it on my google account because my mom wanted to watch it so i just bought it did I'm you watch it though it. have you seen it
0: or no i remember if no. you have seen it
1: oh okay i definitely haven't but i kind of want to watch it watch it now because i really like carrie mulgan and again matthias Schoenarts, he's he's really good in would I have seen him in? I have not bought that movie. Maybe I just rent it. No, I do have that movie. I do own that movie, Far From the Madden Crowd, on Google. Cool. Fun fact. All right. All
0: Speaking of digitally owning movies and going back to Promising Young Woman, just if you want to watch this out there, audience, currently this is not available on any streaming service that I've seen in Canada. It might be somewhere available in the United States, but I had to rent this specifically for six bucks. In the iTunes Store, I don't know what where you yeah. found it, Adrian, but
1: yeah, I bought it off. Uh, like, or sorry, I rented it on Apple TV as well, and yeah, it's more than worth that six ninety nine or however much it costed. Yeah, price of admission.
0: And just to segue briefly here, we want to watch all of the Oscar movies before mm-hmm. the Oscars actually air. The next movie I think is a no brainer for what we should watch, and I think it should be the Disney Plus somehow the on Disney Plus movie Nomadland which arguably could win best picture just because of how much hype it's gotten and how many awards it's won other than the Oscars.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that that movie for sure we'll watch for next week. Let's make a full-on 100% commitment to that. And and suddenly I respect
0: stars a whole lot more.
1: Yeah, star. Not stars. Oh, star. sorry.
0: Yeah, that was embarrassing. Star. Yeah, you should quit. The segment of Disney Plus, in which it deals with like more adult content. So f-
1: mm-hmm.
0: when I say adult content, it feels weird.
1: Am I crazy? Well, yeah, like it immediately you think to like the adult industry.
0: Yeah, that's not what it yeah, is. Like, adult oriented, no. as
1: in like, you know. 14A.
0: Like, like Lone Star, 911, Lone Star, 911, or, or other movies like Deadpool, but not Deadpool 2, though. They don't have Deadpool 2, but they only have Deadpool on Star, the Star segment of of Disney Plus. But yeah, no for sure. nomadlands is is on Star likely because it's a Fox or a Searchlight uh picture. And so that's definitely the next one on on my list. I actually kind of wanted to try out the I don't know if you know of you or if you've seen this on Disney Plus, but the the group watch feature. Uh no, I haven't I haven't seen that. There's like a way to I, I feel like I've heard of I it. I think they introduced it specifically during COVID where you can watch something with someone else together. But Mm -hmm. while not being in the same room, but you can watch it simultaneously. And if you pause it, they pause it. I think that's how it works. So if you want to try that out with me, we can kind of watch it, you know, together, but not together.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, yeah, I'll I'll message your girlfriend, you message my girlfriend, and then we can figure out a way to get together without actually talking. Because we don't talk outside this podcast.
0: Oh, of course. Of course. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. Of course. We we got to keep that up. All right, then. Of course. Let's move on to the news. What do you think? No. No, no, no. We're starting the news now. Let's begin with a small collection of more focus stories that have been particularly pertinent this week. Number one, as reported by website Variety, the live-action Little Mermaid movie is set to be shot on the coast of the Italian island of Sardinia in the next couple of weeks. The film is being directed by Chicago director Rob Marshall and is set to star R&B singer Halle Bailey as Mermaid Ariel. To follow the roots of the original animated feature film, the live-action adaptation will feature many of the same songs and many new ones. The music is being composed by legendary Disney composer Alan Menken and written by Hamilton creator Lin-Manuel Miranda. The Little Mermaid is currently without a release date. Adrian, Hmm. what do you think of this Little Mermaid news? Speaking of Disney Plus, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's I feel like it's been a long time since this movie was announced. I, I remember I feel like I remember this movie being announced like years ago and there just hasn't been much news about it. But um it's definitely something I'm interested in. Like, do you like the original like Disney animated uh, Little Mermaid movie?
0: Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it's charming. I like it.
1: Yeah, like I I definitely like it as well. And I I feel like Disney's track record with these live action remakes are I don't know a little bit hit and hit hit or miss. Uh, like I I really like Beauty and the Beast live action remake, but like The Lion King not so much. So I've never watched Cinderella, and I don't plan to watch Pooh Law anytime soon. To be fair, um, but I don't know. I'm definitely curious about this having lin-manuel miranda attached to this i'm i'm quite excited about that like i mean i absolutely adore hamilton and I, i think that guy obviously has some really good writing chops um like just to like talk about musicals rob
0: marshall director rob marshall's pretty great in terms of his track record like he's done some pretty solidly regarded movies like nine which stars daniel day lewis he's got chicago which is extremely well regarded um so I, I I don't know. Uh, I believe he's the director of Memoirs of a Geisha as well. I, he just has a really good track record. So it's interesting that he's been tapped for this movie. And that's kind of exciting because he, he's great in the aspects of musicals. J- just as, I guess, as much as Lin-Manuel Miranda, I suppose. Although Lin-Manuel Miranda is more, I mean, newer to the scene. So that's exciting. But yeah, I, I, I'm I'm kind of excited to see how this turns out because they they picked a pretty great director for one of Disney's most well known musicals.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like I, I I do agree with that. I feel like Little Mermaid, it has some like really awesome songs. So if they bring back many of those, I think the big issue with Mulan is that I don't know. My favorite part about the original like Disney Mulan movie is the music. And the Mulan remake was not; it, it had nothing to do with. Like, it wasn't a musical. Like, I know the score kind of took inspiration of of some of the songs, but uh, I feel like that's a big missed opportunity. So I'm really glad that they they aren't trying to make some sort of serious Little Mermaid vi- movie and not bring in all the music because uh, the music is an absolute highlight of that uh, of that film. Yeah, just people. like it was in Mulan. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I'm why? glad they're not making that misstep it's uh yeah it's kind of weird <laughs> that's
0: that's honestly the main reason i don't want to see mulan like i i would definitely have not watched it anyway because of premiere access if it had come to theaters i might have gone to see it uh that that would have maybe happened and i might have watched it honestly if it wasn't on Premier access but my interest was kind of diminished extraordinarily because of the fact that they announced that there would not be any of the songs and it would not be a musical and not only that but they did some weird thing. you remember this? Where they marketed it as not having magical elements? I think we might have talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, we... No, they we, literally yeah, we, showed magic in the trailer after this. Mm-hmm. It was the second trailer or something. It's like, what are you talking about? What a weird marketing campaign for this movie. It's just
1: odd. No, I agree completely. Yeah, like you take it, arguably the most interesting character in Mulan canon, being, you know, Eddie Murphy's Mushu. And... Uh, <laughs> And and you, you take him out because there's no magical elements, and then you add some person that turns into a phoenix or something like yeah, that. It was supposed to be grounded. Yeah, it was supposed to be grounded, that's yeah. what they were saying.
0: Yeah, it's just <sighs> silly. It's honestly it's silly, yeah. and I feel like it was missed opportunities all around. I guess it wasn't terribly reviewed. So I mean it might be okay, but mm. I haven't even seen the Aladdin live action, so I feel like if I'm gonna watch one, oh, I, yeah. I would watch the the
1: Aladdin live action first. I'm
0: sorry, Ken. I feel like Ken's
1: probably just like, What?
0: How they've not seen have you seen Aladdin? Adrian?
1: No, I haven't. I was actually supposed to go watch it in theaters with Ken, but I started my new job the day that we that we were planning on going, so I was unable to attend.
0: Right. Yeah, that movie's directed by Guy Ritchie, which who's mm-hmm. pretty. He's got a very distinct style as well. So that's uh, a, it's it's a good one. I think I'll uh, I will definitely check out Aladdin one day. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. One other thing I should mention the. Uh, twice nominated academy award nominated melissa mccarthy plays ursula in the little mermaid and so to you know Mm -hmm. be away with my disrespect that i showed her last episode i'd just like to say first of all sorry to melissa mccarthy for saying that she's not as good as emily blunt what a what a fool i was i'm just gonna say it again apologies apologies to melissa mccarthy yeah, you
1: deserve to. Yeah, yeah. She definitely deserves the apology. She's yeah. fantastic.
0: She's fantastic. I agree. I, I honestly, th- th- my shortcoming is the fact that I just haven't seen her in that many things personally. Mm-hmm. I know of the movies she's been in, but I haven't seen enough with her in it. And so for some reason, I on- honestly just thought of the uh, TV comedy that she was in. What is it? Mike and Molly? I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think I instantly thought of that. Although she was in Bridesmaids, and I think that's where she really like her career lifted off, like off
1: the off the planet Earth. Yeah, definitely like the stars. Yeah. You ever watched the movie The Heat with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy?
0: No. See, this is the problem. I just haven't seen enough Melissa McCarthy movies, and I it was extremely out of my depth. I stated yeah. I stated something idiotic.
1: That movie's hilarious, by the way. Oh, okay. It's a really good movie.
0: Actually, we the reason we brought up brought up Melissa McCarthy last week is because we were referencing that movie Thunder what's it thunder what thunder it's like a force super, right it's a superhero movie of some sort with jason Yeah, with Bat-
1: jason bateman uh and, octavia spencer
0: and melissa mccarthy and did you see the score for that movie i mean yikes
1: no i'm gonna look it up right now
0: i honestly i kind of wanted to watch that because that cast is really great but then i saw the how bad it was regarded in rotten tomatoes and i was like what and then the audience score is awful as well
1: like yeah
0: both below 30 percent.
1: yeah it's 25 yeah, 25 on the tomato meter and uh 27 audience score it's awful yeah yeah. I, i'm definitely not gonna watch that yeah it's too bad it's too bad The poster looked bad the poster looked really bad i thought I, it was, I they were
0: going for that angle i thought they were going for like you know it's it's, it's, t- it's like these superheroes aren't the greatest or something i didn't see the trailer i just thought with all these comedy greats in this movie that they were going for a certain angle but no They apparently, they were going for some angle that just failed. Yeah, it just wasn't funny. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, it is too bad. Number two, as Publication Deadline reports, Sony and Netflix have signed a four-year film exclusivity deal that will officially kick in at the beginning of 2022. Hmm. The deal determines that after all Sony Pictures theatrical releases, each new film will launch only on Netflix for an exclusive 18 months. Apparently, Netflix outbid its competitors to attain this agreement with a $1 billion... Investment. (gasps) The first movies to fall under the deal are Morbius starring Jared Leto, Uncharted, starring Tom Holland, and Bullet Train with Brad Pitt. Bullet Train. Adrian, what do you think of this exorbitant, exorbitant deal?
1: So son, there's actually a few things to unpack with this. Like a couple things. A few. A few things. I think one of the biggest ones is thank God Sony isn't making their own streaming service. They already did have one. I think it was Crackle. Do you remember Crackle? It's like I, that do. Free stream. I do. Is Crackle gone? Yeah, I think it's done, done. Like, I'm pretty sure it's gone, gone. Sony abandons a lot of the
0: things they do. You find that? They, they, they create, like, their own thing, like, Sony Music Unlimited and, mm-hmm. I guess, Crackle now, and then they just say, ah, that's it for us. We're done.
1: Actually, Crackle's still, like, there's still a website for Crackle, so I guess that's still going.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just opened it up here, yeah. too.
1: What are you talking it's, about,
0: Adrian? What are you talking
1: about? Well, I don't think anyone considers Crackle a thing. You know, I I doubt anyone goes home after work and like I can't wait to watch my my favorite show on Crackle, and they just turn Crackle on on their TV, and they just sit there and they just watch their free shows on Crackle. It is free. That is the benefit. Being fed advertisements.
0: Well, I guess nothing's really free. Mm-hmm.
1: But anyways, other than Crackle, it's nice that Sony isn't going like all in on like a streaming service like there's not going to be another subscription that we have to subscribe to to access their like you know Sony movie content. So uh that that is nice. Um I imagine you agree that <laughs> and you're you I assume you're happy that we're not going to get another uh big co- corporation entering the streaming war. Well, that was one of those things I think
0: we talked about this previous on previous episodes of our our podcast. There was a lot of creators that were applauding Sony for not doing, going the way of HBO Max and Disney Plus. And, and mm-hmm. what Disney and, and Warner Brothers are doing, which is really putting everything on streaming services first before theatrical releases uh, get their day in the, in the sunlight. So I feel like Sony isn't doing that still, even though they made like an exclusive deal with Netflix. These movies are going to theatrical becoming theatrical releases first and the dedication that sony pictures has to releasing these movies in theaters first i think is what really people love about it and i i do i do appreciate that it's going to netflix because we don't have to buy a you know an extra subscription although i wonder if this is just gonna all these big deals like the big deal they made last week to acquire the rights to knives out as an example the sequels and this crazy one billion dollar deal does this just mean that netflix is going to keep raising their prices maybe at a A faster rate so i'm not sure what it actually means for us consumers to be honest but it is kind of cool that we don't have to get a sony subscription i just feel like again sony subscriptions don't do that well again the sony music unlimited is a good example i mean they they dropped out of the race before i think i don't know if it was before it but it was like around when apple music was coming it's coming out so it's like they they kind of gave up before way before you would think it would be correct to to give Mm -hmm. up Cause they, they kind of had it, they potentially had a lead cause they're competing mostly just against Spotify.
1: So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another interesting like tidbit about this as well is that, um, we talk a lot about PlayStation here and there on this podcast, I guess, so not too much, but, um, this also means that any sort of PlayStation production like TV show or movie is also going to be released on Netflix as well. So I know you mentioned like the Uncharted movie. Uh, Last of Us is a different story because that's technically an HBO like film. But, you know, there's that. uh, I think it's like officially announced that Twisted Metal TV show that PlayStation is doing the newly announced like Ghost of Tsushima movie that PlayStation also announced that they're doing like that's all going on Netflix now. I have to
0: be honest with you. None of those titles are interesting to me except for The Last of Us. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, I'm kind like, of interesting to see, interested to see whether they'll go with Ghost of Tsushima, but other than that, like I don't really have a good perspective on Uncharted right now based on the like reports that have come out about it. I don't care about Twisted Metal. What the heck would that be as a movie? And it's uh, a TV show. Is it, oh, even worse.
1: I think no. <laughs> Why? I, I disagree. I, I think. I think Twisted Metal would be an interesting property. I really liked Twisted Metal when I was younger, why, so I'm a little bit biased. But why biased. would that be a good TV? That's a that's a
0: game. Like that's clearly a game. The people are it's car combat in cars. What is this happening? Yeah, to, come on. This is like ne- making can, like, a Need for Speed movie. Was that a good movie, Adrian? How how
1: good did that franchise do? Probably not well. I don't think so. Well, they had one movie. <laughs> yeah, but the up. difference is is that Twisted Metal is a bunch of characters. Like it's like the Twisted Metal games. Every you know the. the they're characters. They all have personalities, all these like cars, the people in the cars, like Sweet Tooth and all of that sort of stuff. So I feel like you could make a pretty funny, like almost mockumentary style TV show as they're like also murdering each other in like a big like car arena. I, th- I think you can do some pretty creative stuff if they go like a full comedy route. There's rumors, uh, not, not officially confirmed. So uh, take this with a big, big, big grain of salt um, that Will Arnett is apparently... Um, going to be Sweet Tooth, who's one of like the you know he's the poster child for twisted metal. So there were uh, rumors about that, but again, that's not been confirmed whatsoever. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I do find it interesting. And again, like Sony PlayStation has an answer. they have multiple properties in the works. I forget the exact number. They said something wild, like over ten. But all of those movies slash TV shows will be on Netflix, and I think that's great for us. I, I feel like. You know, like if they do like a Horizon TV show or something like that, we'll we'll be able to access it easily with our existing subscription service. So I'm happy about that.
0: Yeah, depending. I mean, this is only a four year deal, so they might not renew with Netflix. Like it could be a mm-hmm. different competitor that wins out. I mean, HBO Max is housing The Last of Us. If that seems lucrative, that show does really well. It's There's a good chance that maybe HBO Max is the new home for Sony mm-hmm. Pictures. I mean, that could happen, but I guess we'll see.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. And then I don't know, like maybe we'll get it on Crave here in Canada, but we'll see. I actually just recently canceled my Crave subscription, like just because I was like, ah, there's nothing really I want to watch anytime soon. So let's cancel it. It's going to save my like 20 bucks a month for however long. I'll probably like pick it back up once Euphoria season two comes out. But interesting. Oh, okay. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I just keep on adding subscription services to my like credit cards only, button. just kind of like, yeah, maybe I don't need this right now. And again, it takes like two seconds to resubscribe. So as soon as I decide that I want to watch something, I can just bam, resubscribe.
0: That's fair. Like I, I have a lot of family on all of my subscriptions, so I don't really have the liberty to do that. In fact, I even have you on Disney plus. <laughs> So I couldn't yeah. like, I really couldn't cancel any of these, even if I kind of wanted to, I could, I guess I could just, you know, give everyone notice I'm canceling Crave goodbye, but I just feel like, I don't know, it would, uh, I've got at least like four people on each of these subscriptions. So it's a, it's good that way. That's actually one of the reasons why all of these subscription services should never really have crazy limits on the number of people that they can have watching simultaneously. Like I know Netflix is top tier has you can have four people across the planet Earth watching simultaneously at the same time with the same subscription. And I think that's a very fair way to go about it. Just allow up to a certain number. Don't make it one and don't make it two even. You should just allow for more because otherwise if you don't have consistent content, I mean, Netflix could be confident at this point that their content is so consistent that no one will cancel. But I've considered cancelling, of all things, actually, Netflix. I found that I was very... I almost felt at one point more ingrained in Crave and and on Disney Plus during certain months. But it is very difficult to cancel any subscription when you've got more people that are relying on that subscription to continue.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I, I feel like Netflix is just a staple in my life at this point. I, I can't imagine not having Netflix, to be honest with you. And I, I feel like with what disney plus is coming out with that's that's just another streaming service that i don't know for example if you canceled it or kicked me off your thing um i would definitely get it for myself actually i funnily enough i have your account i think logged in on my phone and then on my playstation i'm logging into my girlfriend's account so i'm technically leeching two disney plus accounts right now
0: oh are you doing that because you're actually buying into premier access behind my back is that what's happening
1: Ugh, simon no i'm not some sort of monster I just forgot the password to your can, and I didn't. I mean, we don't talk outside this podcast, so
0: okay, I'll I'll let you know what it is here.
1: Uh, just did uh, you got a pen?
0: No, no, we're on air. Oh shit! Oh yeah, good, good call. <laughs> I'm insane. Number three, as reported by Deadline, Fleabag actress Phoebe Waller Bridge has been cast in the upcoming Indiana Jones sequel starring Harrison Ford. The film is being directed by Ford versus Ferrari director James Mangold and is set to premiere on July twenty ninth. 2022. Production is expected to begin on Indiana Jones 5 in the summer of 2021. Adrian, what do
1: you think of this Indiana Jones news? Okay, Simon. I feel like I've said it before on this podcast. I'm not 100% sure, but I've never seen an Indiana Jones movie. Ooh. And, and this movie with James Mangold attached, Phoebe Waller-Bridge now attached. And of course, I I, I like Harrison Ford quite a bit. Like I want to watch this movie. You should. So, I but I, I I can't be a poser and not watch the other four movies. Do I, like, are they all worth watching?
0: In this case, you would be a poser. You, you unquestionably should just watch the other four
1: movies. Are they good? Do they hold up? These are my questions. Will I like them? Convince me. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, you, you love the
0: game, the Sony PlayStation game Uncharted. This is mm-hmm. basically what Uncharted is based I feel like based upon unabashedly. It's the same Mm -hmm. kind of idea of this treasure hunter searching for lost relics, who's also, well, in this case, he's also a professor, and he's, I mean, Harrison Ford, who's got the greatest iconic charm and wit of, I mean, not of all time, but almost. It's it's extremely iconic in terms of um, his acting ability and his characters as Han Solo, especially, and as Indy. So I feel like, you yeah, definitely should watch this. This is a very weird shortcoming on your movie history that I think you should mm-hmm. you should watch. It's it's just a fun They're just a, it's just a fun three movies to watch. Uh I, I wouldn't necessarily watch the fourth one. It's ridiculous. But mm. uh the th- first three are are really good and it's definitely worth watching. And it's other movies are kind of based in its pulpy style as well like in some capacity. I feel like other Film genres, every, other games, they pull from what this movie is. So, yes, definitely watch it. Steven Spielberg, George Lucas.
1: Oh, Steven Spielberg, the director of the not-good movie Ready Player One.
0: Actually, Steven Spielberg, the director of the not-good movie Indiana Jones 4. Mm, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That's funny, actually. If you look at Indiana Jones 4, if you look at it on Rotten Tomatoes, it is actually not badly regarded which is just so strange to me. It's a 78% of Rotten Tomatoes, which is just puzzling because there's so many weird things
1: in that movie that just make no sense. It's just nonsensical. It's so weird. That's interesting because, I, again, even me as as someone that's never watched any of these Indiana Jones movies, I, I feel like the common con- consensus is that the fourth movie sucks. Like I I haven't heard anyone be like, yeah, that's a good movie. Like I don't think I've ever met anyone that would have recommended this fourth movie to me. That's why it's so general. puzzling.
0: It is it is genuinely puzzling. I feel like I have to go back and watch it again because I might be incorrect. I just felt like it was just so weird. You might have heard of nuking the fridge, like that's that's from yeah. that movie. It's just so odd. And wh- why? Why did you put that in this movie? I just maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe you're gonna find that the first three movies are exactly like that, and I just maybe missed something. But I really don't think that they were like that. There was there's a certain degree of charm in the Indiana Jones uh, trilogy. And I feel like they went way over the top with the fourth one. I just don't, I don't think the fourth one is as good, but watch all, all four.
1: Um, maybe, maybe after, uh, the Oscars, uh, we can do an Indiana Jones special and we'll watch all four Indiana Jones movies and I'll give you my review.
0: Yeah. Like I haven't seen them in a while and I feel like I saw the last crusade, the third one. I feel like I've only seen bits and pieces. I actually, funny enough, I was in Florida. We were, uh, that's when we went to Disney World. I I've only gone to Disney World one time, and we'd watched the the Last Crusade in Florida in a hotel room of all places. The Last Crusade also has Sean Connery in it, which is really cool as well. So Sean Connery and Harrison Ford in one film, which is pretty mm-hmm. again iconic. It's iconic, definitely worth a watch. I feel like I don't I don't I don't feel like I should have had to tell you that. I feel like that should have been a given, but here here we are.
1: Mm, I still wanted you to convince me. Did I convince you? Yeah, you definitely did, man. I'm all in now, baby. Alrighty. I always got the vibe that Harrison Ford actually loves playing um, uh, Indiana Jones, but he just freaking hates being Han Solo.
0: I didn't get that from the movies, though. Um, I think you once described uh, Bruce Willis as not caring when he's in his roles. I think that's what you said. Isn't that what you said at one mm-hmm. one episode? I don't agree with that yeah. necessarily either. But I definitely see that more with Bruce Willis than I do with Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford may not have liked playing Han Solo, but I do think that he did a great job in all of the movies he's in as Han Solo. Yeah, and as Indiana Jones, actually, in both films, I think he does a great
1: great work. He does a great work, Adrian. He does a great work in both films. You idiot. They're film series. You're doing like a berserker situation right now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: Now on to the montage, a sequence of our show in which I briefly present the week's smaller news stories as Adrian delivers a brisk verdict. Number one. As reported by Deadline, yesterday. An American crime story actor Edgar Ramirez has been cast in the upcoming Borderlands film adaptation that is set
1: to be directed by Eli Roth. Should I do my yesterday rant again? Bring that back? Goddamn yes day. It's a, such a stupid plot. All you have to do is say no. All you have to do is say no.
0: Number two. As publication The Hollywood Reporter notes, the comedy film about a divorced couple with actors George Clooney and Julia Roberts will be called Ticket to Paradise and will launch on September 30th, 2022. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Number three, as reported by Variety, Euphoria actor, and Emmy Award winner, Zendaya, has been cast in Space Jam 2 as animated character Lola Bunny.
1: Oh my goodness. Where the hell are Lola Bunny's boobies? Where are they? The water's turning the frogs gay. I feel like it's more disrespectful now. Oh, because we she's cast? Yeah. Mmm. Yeah, huh. you're right. Interesting.
0: Interesting how the turntables. Number four. As reported by Variety, Tenet actor Elizabeth Debicki has been cast as Princess Diana in season five and six of the Netflix hit series, The Crown.
1: Tenet actor. Um, I feel like I w- wouldn't like The Crown and I don't want to watch it, but I know it's good.
0: Hmm number five as the hollywood reporter references creator tyler perry is developing a medea prequel series at network showtime
1: i haven't watched any of the medea movies but they do not look like my cup of tea however tyler perry is a phenomenal
0: actor he's a bit of a legend honestly
1: Mm -hmm. number six
0: as deadline reports there will be blood actor Paul Dano, has been cast in director Steven Spielberg's upcoming film that's loosely based on Spielberg's
1: childhood. Paul Dano is also going to play the Riddler in the Robert Pattinson movie The Batman. Indeed. Number seven. As reported by Website
0: Collider, actor Tom Cruise's next two films have been once again moved back several months. Top Gun Maverick will now release on November 19th of 2021 and Mission Impossible 7 is set to premiere on May 27th
1: 2022. I don't remember when Mission Impossible 7 was supposed to come out in the first place, but I'm very upset about it being delayed. Number 8. As Variety reports, breakout and
0: fan-favorite star Reggie... Reg... Reg... Reggie? I think Reggie? Reggie. Reggie. I think it's Reggie. Isn't it just Reg? No. Reggie Gene page has chosen not to reprise his role as Simon Bassett in Season 2 of the hit Netflix drama series
1: Bridgerton. A Shonda Rhimes original TV series, Shonda Rhimes being the creator of the hit show Grey's Anatomy, which had that really bad musical episode that I talked about at the beginning of the show. What does that have to do with the news?
0: Literally unrelated. (laughs) Number nine. As The Hollywood Reporter notes, the final season of AMC's The Walking Dead will start premiering its first eight of 24 episodes on August 22nd, 2021. August 22nd is my mom's birthday. Hmm. Happy birthday. Number 10. As Deadline reports, Spider-Man actor Tom Holland has been cast in the Apple TV Plus anthology series called The Crowded Room, which
1: follows a man with dissociative identity disorder. Dissociative identity disorder that used to be known as multiple personality disorder until they changed it in 1994 or whatever the year it was that they changed it.
0: yeah. That's right, until Kenneth Saddlebaugh set us straight. Mm hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a good throwback. And that concludes the montage. Wow. Man. Cool, man. I'm a bit all over the place today, I must say.
1: Yeah, I noticed.
0: I just wished uh, your mom a happy birthday, but today's not August 22nd, so I feel like. It's not? Apologies to your mom. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that was almost Sorry, weirder man. for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. All
0: right, let's move on. What are your, uh, what do you got? What do you have? What do you have for me, Adrian?
1: Well, I got new releases for you. Really? Yeah, man. And this is for the week of eight. <sighs> what the fuck was that? Holy shit. What was that? It scared the crap. Oh, it's my water bottle. Okay. It fell on my little tip. That actually scared the living shit out of me. I just pooped a bit. <laughs> you just pooped a bit?
0: Podcast talks about poo far too often, I must say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I need to know that you pooped a bit. That scared the shit out of me, dude. Literally. Anyways. I'm glad you're okay. Thanks. Me too. <laughs> my life flashed before my eyes, dude. <laughs> where did I leave? Uh, this is for the week of April the 12th until April the 18th. Which is a Monday to a Sunday. Like every week. Oh. Yes. Now, there was a decent list of movies this week. A decent list. However, I got to the point of just not being able to find, I would have like two sources say one thing and then two sources say a different thing about specific movies and everything's just a goddamn mess right now. So I just decided to leave a leave some things off because I was like, I can't confirm or deny they're actually coming out. And I'd rather just not bring them up as opposed to be being blatantly wrong. So I just decided a few of these, not these movies on this list, these movies I could, I confirmed as best as I could, but the, there was just someone I was like, no, I'm not going to bring this up because I can't. I just can't confirm it for sure. It's too difficult. Anyways, the first movie that's coming out is, on, is coming out on Monday, April the 12th. It's a movie called New Z Nezha Reborn. And it's a lit Netflix original animated movie. Now, you might remember many moons ago, I brought up a movie called Jiang Hing Zhao, I think it was, which was a sequel to the movie Nez Ha which is like this it's about like these chinese gods and you know like this this film studio in china is building like almost like a marvel cinematic universe of sorts of these like animated these animated movies of like chinese gods this has nothing to do with that universe okay great yeah um so this this chinese god Nezha is different from the Nezha from the 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 2019 movie Nezha that Netflix also released but Nezha, known as the god of many professional drivers, he races old nemesis, while rediscovering his powers to protect the ones he loves in this animated movie. I see. About the Chinese god Nezha. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So these next movies that are coming out are coming out on Wednesday, April the 14th. This first one. It actually already released a while ago, like a few months ago. It's called Eleven Monsters. However, Netflix has the distribution rights here in Canada and it's coming out that day. Um, this is kind of like a post-apocalyptic movie where these like big, like huge monsters just come out of the earth, kind of like kaijus of sorts and like kind of destroy the earth. Um, and you know, like the people earth? are just kind of the earth, the earth, the earth. They destroy okay. the earth, and you know they're, they're just trying to survive. But it does; it's not as like serious in tone. It's like slightly light, and uh, while well, like dealing with some pretty significant uh, subject matter, it stars Dylan O'Brien. He was like looking for his girlfriend that he lost before the apocalypse happened, and looks pretty good. Looks uh, pretty good. And you, you know me; I love these big monsters. I love, I love these sort of like disaster movies when it's related to like kaiju's of sorts. So um, I'm, I might watch this one actually if I have time. I don't know about this week, but definitely soon. Cool. Yeah. Why did you kill me? I I didn't? Oh, yeah. Thank goodness. Because this is the Netflix movie called Why Did You Kill Me? Summon. I wasn't saying a statement, you fool. You fell
0: for it. Why did you pause for like a full like 10 seconds?
1: I didn't pause. You're just going to add the pause in. I fooled you. I did not add it in. I fooled you so good. It wasn't 10 seconds. It was like more like five seconds. But yeah, I did not add a pause in. That's ridiculous. Agree to disagree. Anyways, this is a documentary about a family whose 24-year-old daughter was murdered. And the mother of the murdered daughter uses social media MySpace, actually, to to track down her killer. Wow. And so it's dated. I'm assuming it takes place in the
0: early 2000s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Looks interesting, though. That movie, actually, with John Cho? Searching. Searching was actually fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's really good. I love that movie movie filmed completely not with a camera it's it's a bunch of cameras like webcams and facetime calls and mm-hmm. it's all it's, it's just so brilliant and i feel like they tried to they had to solve the move they almost i feel like they had to solve the puzzle of the movie to tell a cohesive plot by only showing social media text messages and mm-hmm. and uh, like facebook messages and all of that stuff it, it just seemed like it was Again, very cleverly done, and it could have been a disaster, but it was not. It was a really great movie.
1: Yeah, it is a great. yeah, I definitely agree. I think we watched a double feature that day. I think uh, did we watch I think Crazy Rich Asians and searching the same day? Am I wrong about that? That could have been the same
0: day. I can't remember honestly if it, that was the the two movies we watched or if it was a different set of two, but they're both great, actually. so yeah I don't love Crazy Rich Asians, but I really like searching. Eh,
1: that's fair. I liked Crazy Rich Asians Asians as well. I think my big issue with Crazy Rich Asians is that I feel like it was marketed as a comedy and I didn't find it that funny. Like, I laughed a couple times, but I just, I was expecting to be like, haha, but it was far more like heartfelt. There were so and many I great didn't... comedians in the movie, though. I know, but I feel like they were, they were underplayed. Like, even Aquafina, who had a pretty big part, like, I just didn't, I don't know, like, I, I didn't love her in that movie. Like, I don't think she nailed it. She was like one of the more interesting characters, but. Again I just, I just I don't know I didn't love that movie. I didn't love that movie. And I really like Aquafina. I think she's awesome. Like her her in The Farewell is like absolutely phenomenal and I really like her in like Ocean's 8 and stuff like that.
0: Hmm.
1: And she's in Ryan and the Last Dragon as the dragon.
0: Yeah, which we won't know for another 2 months cuz it's the damn premiere Access movie. Yeah. Ryan and the Aquafina. Ryan the Premier Access.
1: Mhm. Aquafina is a terrible water brand. <laughs> It is. It truly is. So is Dasani though. Dasani's worse. I would say Dasani's worse. It, but, it, but Aquafina is pretty damn
0: bad. It's so bad. Reverse osmosis is just not a good technology to use to make water. It's no. just not great. If you go to Canada's Wonderland though, they, the only thing they sell there, I think it's cuz they have a sponsorship with Coca-Cola, is Dasani. Mm-hmm. And to buy a Dasani water bottle is like $4 or $5, which is just insane because you can buy one of those giant jugs for a water cooler for like $5. Mm-hmm. So I have always I always found that hilarious. You're pr-
1: praying a, sorry, you're p- paying a premium. Oh my god, I'm going to strike. You're paying a premium for disgusting water and it sucks.
0: Yeah. It's crazy because like they, they know you're thirsty too so you're going to buy it. And I just it reminds me of when I've made uh, a a roller coaster tycoon theme park and <laughs> charged money to go to the bathroom. That's what mm. it
1: feels like a little bit. Yeah. 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 I would rather Freaking die of dehydration than drink Dasani, honestly. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. I would still drink Dasani. I I actually don't hate Dasani
0: that much. It's got a unique taste, and I feel like I've grown to like it more uh, than I would have thought. But initially, I really disliked it. But it's funny how... You got to your goddamn mind. It's so insanely different. It's just crazy. It's water. Like, how did this happen?
1: I don't even feel like my thirst gets quenched. I drink it, and I'm like... Maybe it's because I vomit <laughs> immediately after. You spit it out after. <laughs> you can't drink it for real.
0: So because you're just spitting it out after, it doesn't really it makes you more thirsty.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. What yeah. else is coming out this week, Adrian? Well, on Thursday, April the fifteenth, there's one movie coming out, and it's called "Ride or Die, Baby." It's a Netflix original movie, and it's about a woman who helps her friend escape her abusive husband, and they fall in love.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: So, so yeah, definitely. Feel like I shouldn't have started off that with like ride or die baby, and then just go into like yeah, an abusive relationship. Anyways, yeah, yeah, seems pretty so, depressing. The tone,
0: yeah, the tone was a little off.
1: Yeah, I just I forgot what it was about, and then I started reading it, and I was like, oh, probably shouldn't have done it like that. Anyways, too late now. Um, the rest of the movies coming out are all coming out on Friday, April the sixteenth. The first one that is coming out on Friday, April the sixteenth, is a Netflix original movie called Into the Beat it's about a ballerina who discovers hip hop and she has to choose between ballerina or hip hopping. Isn't that the movie with Channing Tatum? Step up or whatever. Yeah. The Channing Tatum movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a movie with that exact same premise that comes out like once every
0: like two years. Yeah, that's fair. I once oh. saw an advanced screening. I was invited to some advanced screening at one of the Cineplexes near my house um, for a movie that was kind of like step up as well. Like it was, it was almost a, the same thing as the same concept to step up. And they gave Mm -hmm. me a survey at the end and told me like, asked me to answer the questions. Like, what do you think about this movie? And it was kind of cool. What do you think about the movie? It was okay. I kind of gave it like threes out of fives. I think Mm. I didn't dislike it. I I got in for free. Like they gave it again. They just, I was like, almost like a test screen test, I guess for it. It Mm -hmm. was weird though, because it just took place at a regular Canadian Cineplex in Richmond Hill. So when
1: are, when are are we going to start getting invites to these? early access we just got to start like messaging these movie distributors to like send us invites okay we have i didn't
0: the the weird thing is is that i didn't like request it i just got i don't know how i got sent it but i just got invited it it was weird Mm. and we go to the movies way more than i did back then and i've never gotten invited um in the last few years so i don't know really how that works
1: but like because they already have our money. They don't have to bring us back.
0: Yeah, but that was free. Yeah. Oh, I see no, what That's you mean. what I
1: mean. Yeah. They're
0: trying to... Yeah. Enti- I don't know. If, was that the point, though? I feel like we're a good target audience to to have watch a movie because we've just seen so many movies just because mm-hmm. they, they should realize, oh, wait, these guys go to the theater so often. Maybe their opinion will matter a little bit. Yeah. They, like, we're
1: part of the industry.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. And we're also part of the industry. So many people listen to our podcasts, especially mm-hmm. in New Zealand. So I don't know what they're thinking. They should definitely mm-hmm. yeah. show us, at least invite us to the movies that air in New Zealand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Definitely. For sure. The,
1: the next movie that's coming out is a movie called Arlo the Alligator Boy. And it's I'm Netflix sorry, movie. I should
0: clarify. We're the number two podcast in New Zealand, not the number yeah. one podcast. I want to be very clear on that. Just where yeah. you talk about Arlo the Alligator Boy. But what's Arlo, the Arlo the boy, about?
1: It's a Netflix original animated movie about this alligator named Arlo, and he goes on a musical adventure. Oh, yeah? And
0: is his is, is this close family get into a car crash, and then they just sing about it for the entire duration of the film? Uh, yeah, actually. And then it turns out they're all okay, and it was actually a complete
1: waste. I'm not going to spoil the episode, Simon.
0: I feel like that's what happened. I didn't watch the episode. Just to be clear, if I spoiled
1: it, I didn't do it
0: on purpose. Well, cause that means actually I didn't spoil it because I didn't see it.
1: I'm not going to agree or dis- d- deny. I'm not going to... Ap- ap- what is it? One of the words I'm looking for? Yeah, we're, our brains
0: are are messed up.
1: Approve or deny? I think it's because we come home from work
0: and then we record this podcast. And each week mm-hmm. we just kind of like... We're just flubbing through it. We're like, yes, yeah. we'll do this podcast. As we exhaustedly speak into a microphone yeah i just want to talk to you i just I missed you adrian
1: oh that's so cute
0: both of us at the same time i can't see you i can't see you man i miss you too we were about to say the same thing pretty much here let me facetime you <laughs> no adrian this is not the time for facetiming as we discussed last week and and you all uh, i think you learned your lesson i don't think you will facetime me i think you're i feel like you've got increased in professionalism not decreased so I, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna bet on it you're not gonna facetime me this time Anyway. Adrian? What is that noise? No, Adrian, I told you no. No, cancel this. No, unacceptable. You completely you moved my entire screen over because of your insolence.
1: <laughs> the next movie that's coming out is a movie called Ajib Death Stands. I definitely butchered the pronunciation. This is a this is a movie of four shorts that explore the surprising ways in which unexpected catalysts inflame the uncomfortable emotions simmering under fractured relationships.
0: Uh, okay.
1: How did you like that write-up? It was fine. I'll be honest. I didn't write that one. I thought that write-up was so ridiculous. I, was, I read it and I was like, I don't even know how to put this in my own words. I have no idea what this any of this means. So I just copied <laughs> and pasted that one.
0: <laughs> they used a lot of words in there that are like, like the word catalysts and inflame like right beside each other. The uncomfortable emotions simmering under it's fract- simmering under fractured relationships. The word "fractured" and "simmering" like they're almost unnecessary descriptor, yeah, adjectives that I feel like are just. I feel like you are just you. You should use a couple of them, but not all of them to you know get your message across. But anyway, mm-hmm. what do I know? Yeah, I had
1: no freaking idea how to rewrite that. So I, just, I literally just copied and pasted that one. I don't regularly do that. I rarely, if ever, do that. But that time I was just like, I just got to. Like I okay. don't even know what
0: the okay. What's the next episode coming out? The next movie? Oh yeah, what the hell am I talking about?
1: Again, I'm broken. What's the next movie coming out this week? It's The Soul. Not to be confused with the Disney uh, Disney Pixar movie Soul. This is The Soul. And it's a just documentary. Just quick aside about
0: Soul, oh. just be- before we go ahead. Soul wasn't nominated for Best Picture, which I feel like is a kind of shame. It actually might be my favorite Pixar movie. I really like Inside Out. Inside Out was nominated for Best Picture. I just mm. don't really understand. I'm kind of confused a little bit. And Soul, actually, if you look at how many times Soul has been nominated in the awards season, it's a lot. So I'm I'm kind of surprised. Actually, sorry, not nominated. Soul has won actually more more than almost more than any other film, other than Nomadland, which mm. is remarkable. And it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Which is kind of sad. It is a remarkable movie. They used to kind of give animated films like a fair shake for a little while. And I feel like now or recent years, it's been less so
1: at the Oscars.
0: I, I feel kind of sad about that. But anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. Anyways, I forgot the joke I was going to make about this. Um, so I'll just read what I wrote down. Uh, the Soul is a movie about a prosecutor and their wife that find occult secrets while investiga- while investigating a suspicious death of a businessman, putting them in a life and death situation. Ooh, yeah, spooky. Interesting. The next movie that's coming out is Monday, but it's coming out on a Friday, like I said, um, April the sixteenth, and this is confirmed by Movie Insider in the trailer. This is coming on video on demand as well as theaters, apparently, and it stars Sebastian Stan and Denise gough I think it's Gough. and it's a mo- Goff. I think so. It's not Go, Go Van Gogh. But even Van, go- go.
0: Van Gogh is not. It's not spelled like that.
1: Gio. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, Sebastian Stan and Denise Goff star in this movie about 30 something year old Americans in Athens having a love story together. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Mm, very much. The next movie that's coming out is A Killer Among Us. It's confirmed by Movie Insider and in the Apple TV app. It's a video on demand movie. It's about a rookie cop and a veteran detective that team up to save a high schooler from a serial killer. Denise Goff. Here we go. Goff. Okay, it is Goff. Anyways. That was Killer Among Us. I'm just going to jump Denise next Goff. to Denise Goff. Denise Goff. Stop it, phone. Stop. Why is he doing this? Goff. Nah, that was me. I was just being an idiot. Sorry to interrupt. Continue. Wow. Classic you being an idiot. <sighs> Jacob's Wife is the next movie that's coming out, and it's uh, confirmed by Movie Insider in the Apple TV app as well. It's a video on demand movie. It's about a minister's wife who turns into a vampire monster thing and starts ke- killing people in their small town.
0: Yeah. And Jacob isn't spelled as you think it's spelled. It's spelled with a K. It's,
1: pr- it's pronounced as you would pronounce. It's spelled as you would pronounce Jakob. Mm, yeah. With a K. Yeah. Not as a K in the beginning. Like it's not Kakob. It's J A K O B. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear. And the final movie that's coming out is a movie called Vanquish. Not to be confused with the platinum developed game for the PS3 and Xbox 360 generation. It's a movie. That's going out on video on demand, according to Movie Insider, in the trailer, that stars Ruby Rose and Morgan Freeman, and the movie is about Ruby Rose being forced to do bad stuff by Morgan Freeman, who has her daughter. Oh no, mm-hmm. not like bad stuff as in like like for like sexual favors, like forced like like that. I do you want to clarify? It seems like he's like making her like kill people and stuff because she used to be like a drug runner. Oh, crazy! Mm-hmm. So, Morgan yeah. Freeman is the villain. It seems that way, or I'm wrong about that. What? Yeah. W- in what way? I know he stars in it. So you have no idea what this movie's about? No, I know what the movie's about, but I don't know for sure if Morgan Freeman's playing that character. I was just guessing. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Ruby Rose dropped out of a role. Wait, is that the same? No, that's not the same person, is it? He dropped out of a role as Batwoman?
1: No, yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ruby Rose left the Batwoman TV series. Right. And then season two of the Batwoman TV series just replaced her character and was like, oh, Ruby Rose's Batwoman is just gone. And now for season three. Yeah, Deficia, I think her name is Jaficia Leslie was a different Batwoman
0: in correct. the new season of Batwoman.
1: Yeah, it's a fully original character. And Ruby Rose was playing a... Like a, like a character base in the comic uh, series. I forget what the, the character's name is. However, now Ruby Rose's character has been recast. So, so that character is coming back just a different actress. Right, which is odd.
0: What an odd mm-hmm. choice. But that's the CW for you. Speaking of the CW, I want to bring up this real quick. I sent you this article, or someone else sent you this article because we don't talk about the side of this podcast. But Never. I sent you this article from... It's from Digital Spy. I, I don't use Digital Spy as a great reference, but I, I do... I did uh, see this referenced in other places. The Batman movie, the Matt Reeves directed the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson, is actually taking place in Earth 2. And they're, I mean, the DC universe, the DC extended universe, is very focused on the concept of the multiverse now. That's their whole thing that they're going to go for. And that's how they're going to, you know, wipe the timeline and make sure that things kind of make sense. You know, how do you have the Flash in two different, uh, in both the movie-verse and the TV-verse? So how, how do we do that? Well, we have multiple versions of Earth, which theoretically there could be hundreds of thousands or hundreds of different versions of Earth. The, the Batman was just named apparently to be taking place in Earth 2, but they already claimed Earth 2 for Supergirl, or no, no, Star Girl, my mistake, Stargirl. Hmm. why would you put the cw star girl show in the same earth two that the batman is or vice versa i should say why not just so the, choose earth five
1: I don't who know. cares so so the star girl show is an hbo max original series now though i know but is it good that i don't know
0: and isn't the matt reeves batman supposed to be like a very grounded concept so aren't superpowers mm-hmm. kind of a, not really a thing in that universe isn't that what they're going for I thought that's what their point was. Like, I thought that was the thing. He's going to be the, they're going to bring back the world's greatest detective. That's one of the focuses of the Batman. Yeah. Like, I mean, Stargirl is well regarded. Like, don't get me wrong. It's an 89%. I'm just looking at it literally as I talk to you on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score is okay. It's 67%. But I just don't quite understand why you would put them in the same. Like, does no one know what they're doing at DC? That's
1: what I ask constantly. I just don't understand this part. Yeah, I don't think they do. I, I doubt it's in the same universe, like actually in the same universe. I like I guarantee but you But then
0: why would you say you have so many earth just see Earth five, seven, ten,
1: I think people are just talking. I think people are just talking. And I, I feel like it's just you know, one side is not communicating with the other side and people are just like, Oh, actually this is this thing and it's just it's just becoming a mess. But I, I don't like I guarantee you there was going to be zero references to Stargirl in the Matt Reeves Batman movie, and I doubt there's going to be any Batman references in Stargirl.
0: Yeah. I just, man. But then why let, Why say that it's in Earth 2? That's my question. I don't know. Is that like officially confirmed? Confirmed? I'm looking at this now. Give me a second. For sure. You can help me if you can find it.
1: So I don't know how true that is. Like I Google searched just Batman Matt Reeves Earth 2. First thing that pops up is fortressofsolitude.co.za. Next one is Geek Tyrant. Next one is Screen Rant. Then Movie Web. Then Comic Book Reviews or CBR. And then Wolf Sports. Then Inverse. So I don't think this is actually confirmed by any reliable source. It's just people like shooting the shit.
0: Uh, I, I I disagree with you. The the uh, the source, The Hollywood Reporter. Apparently, it's in the it's in the article stating from The Hollywood Reporter thing that New Gods and James Wan's The Trench are cancelled. Hmm. Yeah. Apparently, it's part of Earth 2. I I don't know. Maybe they're wrong. But definitely, Stargirl is part of Earth 2 Earth because the CW did that, Uh, you know, thing on infinite Earths. What is it? War on Infinite Earths? No. Crisis. Crisis, right. Crisis on, on Infinite Earths. Nick, mix-up between, you know, A- the Arrow TV show and the Flash TV show. They even had... Um, what's that gentleman who played Superman the second time? Tom Welling.
1: Who? Oh, I thought you... No. Yeah, Tom Welling from Smallville. He was in that. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, What's his name? Fucking... Was
0: Tom Welling in it as well? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. No, I'm talking about Superman Returns Superman. What's his name? Yeah, I know. I should know that that name, but I'm blanking.
1: He's already in it as the Atom as well.
0: Yeah, right. He's in it as the Atom as well, but uh brandon routh that's yes brandon routh is in it as well and then they kind of mixed up and and even threw in um they had both actors for the flash which i just alluded to
1: yeah ezra miller um he did a cameo in it which is absolutely wild so
0: yeah the two barry allens so anyways i just think it's as lazy that's what i think i think this is laziness And I think if the Hollywood Reporter is reporting on it, I mean, they could be mistaken, but they're usually pretty accurate. So this is just disappointing. Again, I just want the DC Universe to not be a disaster. Someone has to take the reins, for goodness sakes. It's not that difficult. Hire me. I'll I'll literally do this job for sure, and I'll do a way better job than anyone. I don't even even read the comics. I'll read them. I'll read them now. I'll read them all, and I'll hire me, DC. I'll do a way better job. You need a Kevin Feige-like person to at least, or some crazy nerd person to just sit in a room somewhere and have freaking red string tying things together so you can fix this damn universe. Damn it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, rant over, but I don't know. We looked that up and uh, I I sent you the article there. So if uh, if you disagree with me, let me know.
1: Did you read it? No, because we were having a conversation.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. That's fair. I guess you can't exactly read an entire article while we're having a conversation. It would be difficult. It would be. It would be. Well, this ends our regular scheduled, you know, programming for this episode, episode 41. I thank you, Adrian, for constantly joining me week on week for Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. Is there anything you'd like to add? Tell the audience, maybe tell me before we close for the evening
1: no actually i don't really have anything to add this time around okay just uh you know um type it like you do things you know what i mean
0: oh i actually completely understood what you mean this is the kind of gibberish that i've been kind of spouting the entire episode so yeah i get it i get what you said i don't i don't think the audience knew anything that you just said there but that's too bad for them i suppose yeah i know with that being said, write into us at splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com <laughs> with questions, corrections, comments. And please, if you can, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. We'd very much appreciate it. We do appreciate you listening to the end of this episode. And we appreciate Kenneth Stadelbauer for writing into us once again. And uh, your champion, Kenneth, happy birthday. And thank you for listening to the 41st episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and this is Adrian Pinter signing off.
1: Yeah, I'm about to sign off. And uh, one thing I just want to clarify is that um, Batman v Superman, which does not take place in Earth 2, is a good movie. It's a great movie, even. And uh, yeah, I really like it. That's it. That's all. Goodbye. Take care. Goodbye. 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 Take care. Yep.
0: Goodbye. No, and you're interrupting. Goodbye. Take care. Goodbye. Take care.